Welcome to Why I'll Never Make It, a lighthearted podcast that takes a revealing look at a career in the entertainment industry, featuring stories and interviews with those on stage and backstage, on screen and behind the scenes. I'm Patrick Oliver-Jones, and this is Why I'll Never Make It. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Why I'll Never Make It. Happy National Promposal Day. Yes, it is the one day a year where everyone is supposed to ask their favorite person to the prom. And I have asked one of my favorite people onto the show today, Caitlin Kinnanen. And she is currently starring in a show called The Prom here on Broadway, and she and I first met several years back uh, doing a a one-act festival that uh, we were doing this weird little uh, show, one one act about a family actually going to the prom. So it was, uh, it's very serendipitous that that we're now getting a chance to uh, be together again. And I join her in her dressing room at the prom at Long Anchor Theater in Midtown. Caitlin, some people allow me into their home, but I think <laughs> allowing someone into your dressing room is even more intimate and special. I agree with that. Yeah. I think so. I mean, like, because it's like a tiny, important home, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's like all the really good things about your own home in a smaller <laughs> space. Yes, because because what, what personal items did you bring from home that are here? I mean, all of them. <laughs> I have, like, so many pictures of, like, friends and family. I have cards that people have written me. I have, like, random ornaments that I've had for years. I have, like, necklaces and charms and a disco ball and slots. So basically and... all the all the just good luck, warm and fuzzy yeah. things you could bring yeah. to surround yourself with. Yeah, one of my favorite things that I always take with me, I've had it for six years now, is a um, wardrobe supervisor on the Next to Normal tour wrote this note for me that says, actors are the opposite of people, Tom Stoppard. And I just, I carry that with me. Okay. To every dressing so, room so we go why, to. So, <laughs> so, why, so why does that resonate with you? I have no idea, but I just like, in I don't know, in a way, it's like, I don't know, we are the opposite of people because we like... Well, well you, know, you know those commercials where they say real people, not actors. Oh, God. So, so it's like, we're not people. We're not. <laughs> so maybe that's what Tom Stoppard yeah. is talking about. It's I like, don't know. we shouldn't do commercials. They need real people for commercials. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know, but yeah. So dressing room. <laughs> I, no, 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 no. I love it. I mean, it it is kind of a little window into someone's soul and personality mm-hmm. to kind of see the things that they surround themselves with, and all, all the little like pictures from yeah. the photo booth and different things. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. a big photo booth picture taker. Yeah, yeah. On the on on the show notes, I'll take little pictures of things, and yes. and, and, and we can we can show you uh, what uh, messy, what, what all we're like looking it. at. No, no. You know, it's supposed to be a mess yeah. because what is life but a mess? Truly. We're just laying out all the like isms today. Oh yeah. Wisdom. Wisdom. I, I mean I love it. <laughs> so today I'm very wise. <laughs> so wise. So wise. <laughs> so young and so wise. But today is promposal day. Mama. So thank you for inviting me to your prom Anytime. here. Anytime. So do you have like a good prom story you know, from your from your days? My prom story is really boring because I no. was homeschooled. 
So did you not have a prom? I didn't have a prom. I went to, so I was homeschooled. I've been homeschooled since second grade all through like, well, up, yeah, till now. T- till you, you know? graduated. Still yeah. homeschooled. Still, um, still, you're still learning. Still going. <laughs> um, but no, so I was homeschooled. All of my friends went to public school though. Right. Um, and so I went to the before party and the after party of prom, but I did not go to prom itself. So I like went, because was that just for actual students and you weren't allowed to go? I or? don't really understand how it worked, okay. but like I didn't go to prom. Um, but so we went to this like at the time fancy restaurant, which now I'm like, oh, that's clearly a chain restaurant. We just didn't really <laughs> realize it at the time. Right, but you were in um, some back corner that made it seem exactly. special. Exactly, yes. and I like got this dress from somewhere. I don't know where it came from. I don't remember owning this dress. I don't remember like. I think I borrowed it from one of my friends, but it was, like, this pink strapless thing. Um, okay. And I put makeup on, and I went to this dinner where I knew the two friends I knew, and then, like, everyone else was like, I don't know who these people are. Um, and then I went home with my dad, <laughs> and then I waited a few hours, and then I went to my best friend's house for the after party. Now, was it the same friend that you went to the pre-party? Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. so... So so they tried to take care of you and oh, give you totally. as much of a prom yeah. experience yeah. as you could have. Thanks, Zoe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- yeah. For myself, I had a junior and senior prom. Oh, you went to two. I know, I went to two. And the in junior prom, I was interested in that girl because because uh-huh. we, we had like we had like known each other since kindergarten, and, and and so like in fourth grade, you know, we would pass notes yeah, to each yeah. other, that kind of thing. So it it had just kind of been going, and so it was like, oh, I can finally ask her out on a yeah. date. So I so I did, and she agreed to go, and it was it was fun and all that. But you know. I, I didn't know what to do with girls. Yeah. I didn't I didn't know I didn't know what dating meant or any of that I stuff. Mean, I honestly think like no matter what your sexuality is, that uh. no one at that age knows what to do with anybody. Well, and I was still trying to figure out my own bisexuality. Yeah. So then there's that. Exactly. I was just like I don't know what to do with yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, regardless of the gender, it yeah. was just yeah. You're like this is another person, and <laughs> I don't know how to communicate. Right. And I kind of, and I kind of like you, and maybe you like me, and right? I, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And when you're teenagers, like what 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 do you really know? When Nothing. You're a teenager? But you think we do. We mm-hmm. think we do. We think we know everything, mm. and yeah. really, you know jack shit. Yeah. But my favorite prom story would be my senior one. Okay. Because this one, okay. Okay. So so short backstory. <laughs> She and I, when I was in eleventh grade, she was in tenth. Okay, yes. so younger, and, younger right, right. Lady. So she, she's a younger lady, and we had done Oklahoma together. <gasps> I was Curly, she was Stop Lori, it. and my very first kiss <gasps> ever was that stage kiss when Curly and Lori kissed. Oh so, God. so there was that whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And of course, that kind of had its own like, yeah. oh my gosh, high schoolers kissing, and oh my god. I, I didn't think anything of it, but she had... Yeah, you know. it's a big deal. Right. But but we got past that and stayed friends. And so when senior prom came along, I was like, oh, not really interested, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, so I asked her. She said yes. And then it, it was it was a fine evening. But then all I remember is when I took her took her home, you know, I, I, I pull into the driveway. We didn't go to any after party. There was okay. no after party. So no. it was just like prom, go home. <laughs> Okay, so great. So so drive up and literally she's walking ahead of me as we're oh, as, no. as we're driving and, and she gets in the door and closes the screen and so now the screen door is between us as we say goodnight. What? Like I, I, yeah. She like yeah. She, she was like so no. hard. She was like, This has been a terrible <laughs> evening. Goodbye. Right, right. <gasps> and it's like ten. <gasps> so it was like Yeah, yeah. So oh, that, that that was man. like my last 
prom, my senior but, like, prom. But, like, that's actually a great story. Like, yep. I'm sure it sucked at the time, but, right. like, now that's kind of But amazing. now looking back on it, yeah, and she's an actress in Atlanta now, and so, yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, we moved on. Oh, my God. We moved on. Onward and upward. Oh, uh, yes. So, but speaking of prom yeah. and speaking of high school, yeah. basically for the last 10 years, you've just been playing yeah. high schoolers. Yeah. The oldest character I have ever played was, um, I believe, 20. 20? A full uh, like, like, zero. That's right, right. Not not a teenager. Not a teenager. Just yeah. one year and, and, over. And what, uh, what, what role was that? What show? That was in a student film, so it doesn't <laughs> even really count. <laughs> I also was like no, for sure like 18 at that point and did not look anywhere near 20. So you weren't even in no, your 20s no, no, playing. No, it was a stretch. So that's the only time you played someone older. Yeah. Yeah, everyone else, every other time you played younger. Mm-hmm. And 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 that brings me to the first time that you and I met. Yes. So I was producing a show yeah, for were. this for this one act festival. Yeah. And and so I actually got to be casting director. People yeah. came in and submitted, and I got to see some auditions. I, I cast Which this. Which is so fun. I, like, it, it, it really was fun. It really was fun. And so there was about, I want to say like six or seven people in great. the show, so not, not huge. And the the basic gist of the show was that it was, it was a twist on prom, uh-huh. again, because a boy was going to prom with his boyfriend. Yes. And instead of the family being up in arms about it, I played the father and yeah. the mother. We were just excited. Yeah. I was doing show tunes the whole yeah. play. So yeah, it was it was very much it, it, you know, so prom has been a prom prominent has been part. A part of my life for a very long time. <laughs> Even though you didn't go Even to one. Even though I feel like the universe is saying like we're going to give you a lot of proms because you didn't get to go. Yes. You know, yes. the universe is watching out for me saying you need the true high school experience. <laughs> yeah, and so now you've been given like a big prom. Yeah, now I get to go to like a fancy Broadway prom mm-hmm. every night and it's my best life. Yeah. Yeah. And so you've been with the prom for a long time now. Yeah, since... I've been with the prom since 2014. Okay. Um, and and so... was that like right when it was beginning? So it had been I did the first official 29-hour table read of it. It had been kicking around before that, like, um, of most of the, like, other leads, um, like Beth Lovell and Brooks Ashmanskis and Christopher Sieber have been doing the show for around seven years when they got, like, asked to, like, do a read in Casey Nicola's apartment, you know, like, that kind of stuff. But yeah, the, like, yeah, official, yeah. official first reading was in December of 2014. Um, and so that is when I joined on and I've been doing it ever since and it's been like this crazy ride of like we did the 29 hour reading and then we took a break and then we did a lab and then we took a break and then we did an out of town production in Atlanta and then we took a break and then we did another lab and then we took a break and then we were on Broadway so it's a crazy journey so from that very beginning was it like okay we're just going to keep tweaking this till it gets to Broadway I mean that was their yeah it was really cool because like the the team behind it is amazing you know like it's casey nicola it's bob martin chad beglin um uh matt sklar and they're just they're so talented and they're all so collaborative and so like instantly we all knew like okay this is gonna be good um and it was and it was just this like special little nugget of like pure comedy gold with this like heart in the center of it that just was spectacular so like everyone working on it was like please god let this happen please please well well i mean with the team behind it and then also the team you had on stage i mean it it certainly had all the right pieces in place exactly but like this business you never know no and so you never know 
yeah, it took a while, but we made it here, and it's just been the most incredible journey. I bet. I yeah. bet. It's and so and so yeah. So now you get to be be at a prom. Yeah. In one way, it's it's a bad prom. Uh-huh. You, you get that experience, yep. and then you also get yeah. the good prom. I get. I get two proms. Right, right. You, know? you get two proms. A night. I get the one weird prom where like kind <laughs> of a bad shows. ending, um, and then the good prom. So yeah, yeah I like it. <laughs> I'm happy. <laughs> so, so your journey coming to uh, to New York is also an interesting yes. one. When did you first actually come to the city of New York? Um, the okay, so like technically, technically, my first time in New York was when I was five, and I saw the production of uh, of um, Wizard of Oz. Oh, okay. At, uh, Madison Square Garden. But ah, I don't okay. remember that except yeah. for meeting a munchkin in the hallway. So <laughs> my like official first time in New York was when I was 15 years old and I was auditioning for the national tour of Spring Awakening. Mm-hmm. Um, and I came out here. I had auditioned out in Seattle and gotten a callback and so came to New York with my mom and was completely overwhelmed and like, what am I doing? I'm I auditioning bet. for a tour. What? And then... So you auditioned though in, in Seattle? Seattle? first. Yeah. Okay. They were doing and, and... a like a nationwide open call for the national tour of Spring Awakening. Yeah. Um, and so I went to that and then I got the callback and I came and visited New York and auditioned in New York, went to Ripley Greer and didn't know it was Ripley Greer. Um, right, yeah. You know, I was like, what is this tropical oasis that people are auditioning at? It's yeah, so strange. I, I will say of all the audition studios, it is definitely an, another world oh, unto yes. itself. Yes. I, I mean, the, the walls are red, yeah. the, the, the doors are all colored. Yeah, yeah, there's palm trees and just random so greenery. Like, what <laughs> am I doing? Yeah, what is this? Um, and so then... In that process, they quickly realized that I actually was too young to go on tour. And so I, like, transitioned to actually auditioning for the Broadway production Mm. because I could legally be in that. Right. Um, And so I had two more callbacks in New York. So I kept going back and forth between Seattle and New York. And then I ended up, like, it was interesting because when I booked the show, because they were looking for the tour and not Broadway, they, like... It was like everyone got cast in that and just like knew about it. When I got cast, it was like, hey, we want you to be in this show, but the girl you'd be replacing is not leaving yet. So just like hang tight. We'll let you know when she leaves. So so did they kind of say you have an offer without having an offer? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yes, I mean, they did. That's, that's nice. Right. And at that point I was like, oh my God, great. Cool. We'll just like keep going until this happens. Yeah. Sure. Um, and so six months later, they called and they were like, "Hey, can you be here in two weeks?" And so right, because she gave her two she weeks gave notice. Her two weeks notice. Um, and so my mom and I left Washington and moved to New York when I was 16 years old, leaving my dad and my sister behind. Um, my sister ended up moving. Is out it with o- us. older, or younger sister? Older sister. Okay. Um, and so she came to live with us out in New York like two months later, and then my mom and dad had a two-year long-distance relationship. Um, it was crazy, but yeah. So I moved to New York to make my Broadway debut when I was 16. Is wow. the like short answer to that very long-winded answer? No, no, no. I mean, see, because obviously being homeschooled, you had your parents got you into acting yeah, and like, singing. Yeah, I've and... been acting since I was three. My mom felt very strongly that she didn't want my sister and I to be afraid of public speaking. So she mm-hmm. enrolled my sister in a, like a summer theater camp. And therefore I was enrolled in a summer theater camp because right. I was the younger sister. And I was like, I want to do what my sister's doing. Um, and so like, I just grew up in it. I did kids theater since I was three. I did my first professional show when I was 11. 
I worked in and, Seattle. And what show was that? Uh, that was Annie. I played Annie and Of Annie. course you did. Of course I, I, I did. just did Annie a few months you ago. You did. That's I just right. did it for the first time. Yeah. yeah. It's a fun show. It really I is. I feel like it's one that like everybody should do at least once. The, the thing is, is that I, I had done it once in like Summerstock whenever yeah. I was in college. Uh, but but I, I was ensemble and, and yeah. you know, I got to know the orphans, but I really didn't. Yeah. You know, I wasn't really in, in yeah. the show. Uh, but this time I got to do Daddy Warbucks, and so, so it, it, cool. it was a much different yeah. experience. Like, oh, I actually like these songs. It's yeah. like a really fun show to it do. It really is. Um, so yeah, like I did that, and then I kept working in Seattle, and then I moved to New York and kept working, and it's been like a crazy, epic journey. But I'm still here, and I'm really proud of that. So so once Spring Awakening ended, mm-hmm. then of course I cast you in your pivotal yes, yes, role. Yes, yes, yes. Then of, I was a full of, of, 17 years old, and right. you cast me as goth daughter number one. Right, right. Just just <laughs> disgruntled teenager who who couldn't ha- care care about prom yeah, whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> so so how how long after Spring Awakening did did you do that little one act with me? I don't know actually. That timeline because because that was, was 2010. Fuzzy. Okay, so that would have been like a year later. Okay. Yeah, because okay. we closed in two thousand nine. Okay. Yeah. So. You... So so were you with the final cast when it yeah, closed? Yeah. So I was in the last. So then six I did months. see that. So I did see that Amazing. because that was when um, uh, Hunter Parrish yes. was with it. Yes. Because yeah, yeah. I because I saw him in it. Well then. Yeah. So then, see, you and I have been connected. Yeah. We just didn't know it. We just didn't know it. This whole time. This whole time. So, so yeah, so so Spring Awakening closed, uh-huh. and then you and your mom just decided to, to yeah, stay here, so, not go back. Yeah, it was an interesting, like, decision that we had to make, because at that point, I was 17 years old, and I had my equity card, and if I had gone back to Seattle, I wouldn't have been able to work. Right, there's because there's, like, what, Fifth Avenue yeah, there's, theater there? Yeah, there are actually, there are many amazing theaters, but they're all equity houses, and what happens is that, like, if they wanted to hire me, they would have to pay me equity minimum when they could hire other high school students under a like right. a learning contract, which is like essentially a stipend, like an but intern exactly, actor, intern actor. Yeah. Um. So like I would have gone back to Seattle and not been able to work. Yeah. Which is like kind of sucky. So we like talked about it as a family and decided that the right move was for me to stay in New York and try to make this happen. And so well, we especially stayed. once you have a. Broadway credit at the top of your resume that did that make it easier to audition it didn't (laughs) yeah you would think it would um but it doesn't you know I think that it did open some doors but like at that point the show had closed no one knew who I was like I had been doing the show but like I was still very new to the city I ended up being able to get myself an agent which was really great but like I was going to chorus calls and epas all the time like i was back to like square one which is i think actually like great because it taught me so much but like yeah you you can have a broadway credit and it you still have to work really 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 hard yeah because i in hearing your story i can kind of see your point in the fact that you'd auditioned in seattle yeah and and then they brought you so you just were in front of that team no casting directors knew me right so it's not like you'd gone through the circuit of of new york before you landed that so i had to like start at square one with a broadway credit on my resume yeah yeah because very strange because who was it that cast spring awakening um, it was Carnahan. Carnahan, right. Yeah. So then you had to get around to Tara Rubin and Telsey yep. and all those other offices yep. so they could get to know you. Yes. And and it's not just one of those things where you go in and they love you and you're cast. No. No. No, no they, they have no, to, no. like, try you out. 
seven, yes. eight thousand times. Yep. And then, yes. then maybe they'll cast you. Yeah. I've, I've been doing it for oh, ten years. Oh, yeah, and yeah, they're yeah. Still, <laughs> still doing it. And they're still like, mm, I don't know yet. Right? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I still go in for auditions, and people are like, mm. Mm. I don't know. It never ends. Yeah. You know? Like, it's been like a weird. I wouldn't say struggle, but like a weird learning curve in my life that it's like you can get all of these hopes and dreams that you've always wanted, but then what's the next step? You know, there's always something more that we want. There's always the next level. And so like, that's not saying that you'll never find happiness, but like you constantly are working. Like even at this level, I'm still working my ass off to make things happen, you know? And people assume like, oh, well, you've done three Broadway shows. It must be so easy for you. And it's like, no, I still had to audition for the show like any other person. Like, this was not just, like, handed to me. Yeah. So it's it's interesting. So, this business is crazy. Yeah, and and, and so that, that actually gets me to, to, to the big question. I mean, what does making it mean to you then? I don't know yet. Hmm. It's like, that, and that's actually been something that, like, I've been thinking a lot about lately, that it's like, I don't, I don't know that personally I will ever feel like I have quote unquote made it. Like, I don't think there's like, there's not a limit that like I will reach that's like, oh, I've made it. You know, like I feel very fortunate to be doing the job I'm doing and I love it so much. But like, we talked about this before we started recording that like, it could all go away tomorrow. Yeah, you never know. know? That it's like right now, yeah, I'm doing great. I'm the lead in a Broadway show. I take the final bow. I am going to all these cool events. I'm working my butt off to, like, make this happen. But you never know. Yeah. You cannot count on anything. And I think that's, like, the pessimist in me. Like, just, like, always thinking about, like, the, like, negative possibilities to not well, get my hopes up and get my hopes crushed. But, like, well, don't, well, it's, it's a hard balance. But, it, but it, it, to me, it's especially in this business people will say that it's a negative way people even say that about the title of my show but but <laughs> yeah that, but they and for me it's more like no this is like reality like yeah. and, and 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 i think that it's acting is one of those interesting professions where it counts on us yes. to have to have optimism to have dreams to have goals yes. to be reaching for the stars but it also requires us to have two feet on the ground yes. to grind it out to yeah. be like i'm here and i I haven't heard from any audition in the past three months, but yeah. I'm going to keep going. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's that kind of profession where we have to have both sides yes. of of that kind of realistic and dreamy yeah. side. Yeah. Yeah, I think actors are some of the hardest working people. Well, they're not people, according to Tom Stoppard, remember? <laughs> Bringing it back. We're not people. Right. Actors We're not people. are some of the hardest working entities. Entities. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, let's go with that. (laughs) We have to be these multifaceted beings, I guess. But it's true. Like, I don't know. It was with prom being such a long process, like, everyone would always come up to me and be like, oh, my God, you're doing prom. That's so great. And it's like, yeah, I'm doing prom. But, like, we don't – we're not, like, in between all of those bits and pieces. Like, I still had to pay rent. You know, and so it would right, be like, a, a twenty-nine hour reading of the prom is isn't going to pay anything. No, exactly. And then like, I don't know, like when we announced that we were going to Broadway, everyone was like, "Oh my God, you have a Broadway show!" And it's like, "Yeah, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not getting paid yet." Like, so I was we're working last year. I was working three jobs and on Medicaid, and like thought about like going on food stamps because I was having such a hard time oh, making wow. ends meet before yeah. this. Broadway show, you know, and people like don't 
think about that. They don't think about, they see actors and they say like, oh my God, your job is so glamorous. And it's like, it can be glamorous. Totally. There's a lot of that. There's I mean, you get to be on podcasts. It. Yeah. I get to be on podcasts in my dressing room. Right. Um, But like a lot of the times it's really hard work and no one sees the hard work that we put into our show work. Yeah. You know? Because you've been with this since 2014, yeah. five years to yeah. get where you are. So, yeah. I mean, that that's a long time of kind of just making ends meet, doing other yeah. things, as you said. So, yeah, it's not just one of these things where, bam, I auditioned, I'm in a Broadway show, now my life's made. Yeah. It's, and that's not to say that doesn't happen. It like, does it happen. It does happen. But, but, but that's not the that's no. not the norm. No. Uh, most people, it's like it's like this. Yeah, a five, like my six first year Broadway show, that's how it happened. You right. know, bam. it was like, like, bam, oh my God, I'm making my Broadway debut. Yeah. But then after that, I was like, oh. Because no, like uh, I was talking about this with someone else the other day, that it's like in between all of my Broadway shows flips my hair right um like there were like like the last one i did was five years ago you know like there's a five-year gap that was between five years ago wow broadway shows yeah and people like just assume like oh my god you've been on broadway you're just gonna be on broadway and it's like oh, i haven't been on broadway in five years like yeah and that's like a short gap right right you've had to like you know just live the life yeah in between then So with you, it's it's because you've mentioned Medicaid, that yeah. that's also something that you have yes. to consider. You yeah, have yeah. to consider your I'm own a, health. I'm a type 1 diabetic, have been for 19 years now, and it's really stressful mm. um, because ins- insurance, we as equity members get insurance if we work a certain number of weeks. And I had not been able to work that number of weeks because of the prom schedule that it's like I would do the lab and when the lab was going it like was in a place where it's like all of the other shows are happening then so I couldn't be cast in anything to do the lab so it just like was a whole thing so I didn't have enough weeks and so like had and I'm old enough that I'm not on my parents insurance um so I had to go on Medicaid and like there's nothing wrong with that but it's like just an interesting thing that's like yeah I could not afford my own health care because of this Yes, industry, right? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you 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 had to kind of make yourself available to this show, yeah. wh- whatever it needed. But that yeah. means you can't be available for other work. Exactly, and that yeah. means I can't afford healthcare. Yeah, you know, and like thank God for Medicaid because like my healthcare expenses are astronomical. I can't, I can't, I can't even imagine. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. So. And and so how how is that? I mean, there's certainly the financial aspect, but yeah. then there's just the the health medical aspect of it. Yeah. How, how is that? <laughs> how has that affected? Your, your your performance as an actor, but also, like, booking work. It's interesting because, like, it's... Uh, diabetes is an interesting thing because it's, like, it's an invisible disease. Like, no one would know I had it unless Mm-mm. I told them or they, like, know someone else who has diabetes and, like, saw my insulin pump and they were like, oh, I know what that is. I know you have type 1 diabetes. Um, so, like, a lot of people don't know I have it. Um, but that's why I like to talk about it and I like to bring awareness to it. Um, because it is hard, you know, like my body has to fight harder to like be a body (laughs) than the average person's, you know, and I have to like pay attention to like, is my blood sugar going to go low on stage? And that makes me feel like shit. And so I have to make sure like my blood sugar is in a certain range before I step on stage. Hmm. Otherwise 
it will like not feel great doing the show yeah. and i'll have to like eat a bunch of fruit snacks throughout the entire play yeah um so yeah it's just like an interesting learning curve but at the same time it's like i've also had it for 19 years so like it's just kind of a it's part, of, part me, of who you are you know yeah. and it's like yeah. i don't really know life without it and so like it just is who i am yeah so it's like one of those things where like in the back of the, your mind you're thinking about it but in the front it's kind of like not an issue and then every once in a while your blood sugar does go low and you're like oh shit yeah i have diabetes and so and so you say that, that sometimes that can happen on stage yeah how exactly does that affect you what exactly um, yeah, happens so when what it's different for everybody it can be diabetes is also a fun invisible disease that affects everyone differently mm -hmm, um of course <laughs> <laughs> yay diabetes so fun um for me i get really shaky and weak and so like you know how it when sometimes when you wake up in the morning and you like try to move like your body and it's just kind of like creaky really and slow. it takes extra yeah. effort to like move your muscles mm -hmm. that's what my body will feel like hmm. um just kind of like you're under just, thick water yes. just trying yeah, to move yeah, yeah so like that makes it more difficult <laughs> to do anything yeah, especially yeah. sing and dance um so yeah and it just like for me becomes like a worry that it's like okay, my body is going through this. If I don't get sugar in time, it'll continue going lower. And if it continues going lower, there's a possibility that I might pass out and then I could go into a coma and then like, just like a spiral <laughs> yes. of things. Right. Like knock on wood. Hopefully it will never. Right. Um, but yeah, so like that's a constant fear in the back of my mind while because, I'm on stage. Yeah, but because a, a wonderful friend of mine in Orlando, she's the mother and her, mm -hmm. her son, they just found out, I, I want to say it was like a year ago. Yeah. And he's like six. Yep. I mean, I mean, th this little kid. But, yeah. but and, and so it's it's obviously he's six years old, so he kind of knows that yeah. he has to have these shots or different yeah. things. But she's the one who really she, yes. bears the brunt I of it. I honestly do not know how my parents did any of it. Yeah. I like if I had a child with diabetes, I would lock them in a bubble and never let them do anything. Right. And my parents were like, no, you're going to live a completely normal life. And we'll and just make it work. <laughs> we'll make it work. And like, I don't know, like, I just think about the burden that they had to like deal with. And not saying that like I'm a burden, but like, well, I no, no, it, it is an extra level having yeah. to deal with that. Like having a child is hard enough as mm -hmm. it is, but like adding another thing on top of it that's life threatening like, oh my God, I was diagnosed when I was eight. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was just like in and out of school and I was keeping up academically, but couldn't keep up socially. And like the school district we were in was kind of crappy anyway. And so my parents were like, let's just homeschool. Um, but like also because of that, like at the time there have been so many like leaps and bounds with diabetes research and the way it's handled. But at the time, like in school, the nurses were not allowed to, to, to touch me. Like if something were to happen, they couldn't give me a shot of glucagon. They were not legally allowed to do that. Hmm. And so my parents were like, well, if something happens to you right. while you're at school, <laughs> they can't help. No one can save you. Oh Great. My gosh. Yeah. So like things like that. I hope to God it's different now. Um, but yeah, so like it's just stuff that you don't think anyone should have to worry about or worried yeah. about. But like in that same thing, like the six year old is like, yeah, whatever. You know, like I don't remember having diabetes until I was 16 and really had to like deal with it on my own. Yeah. So in the show, mm -hmm. you you say that you have to kind of make sure and monitor this blood yes. sugar level. And so what 
process or what things do you do to make sure that it, what you just hide snacks everywhere? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> there are fruit snacks hidden in many places. Um, our stage managers are awesome and have them all backstage. We've got them in the stage management office. We have them at the call booth. We have them hidden in my bedroom set. We have them on like racks on this like each side of the stage. It's they're everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> now, and, and how often do you actually have to use those? Um, the... Not very often. I like try to do a really good job of like keeping it where it needs to be. But like, I'd say maybe like once a week, hmm. I like have to be like, fruit snacks. Yeah. And they just hand them to me then. <laughs> love it. Love My it. favorite just... point to do it though, is at the end of the show. Um, when we are, um, like putting together the final prom, there's a point where like Izzy and I, the woman who plays my girlfriend in the show are like singing on stage together. And then we stop singing and we go upstage to talk to Christopher Sieber, like quote unquote talk. We're not really talking. We're like miming the talking while other things happen in front of us. But like in that moment, there's sometimes when I'm like, Izzy, tell our stage manager I need fruit snacks when I come off for my quick change. And like, cause Izzy exits the stage first and then I go and sing some more. And so Izzy goes and starts her change and tells the stage manager who's on deck that I need fruit snacks. Right. And then I exit for my quick change and like and you're just eating and scarf down <laughs> fruit snacks during the quick change. So yeah, we have like systems that, that work. It. And it's, it. I'm incredibly blessed with this company because like they've embraced it. It's always something like no one ever like doesn't embrace it, but they have gone like above and beyond to make it. And, and been like actively like. Actively a part of it, right. you know, instead of just like ignoring it. Or it's like I have a um, a Dexcom, which is a continuous glucose monitoring system um, that I just like wear on my body, and it tells me what my blood sugar is. I can look at my phone at any moment, and it'll just say what my blood sugar is. Oh, it's wow. amazing. Technology okay. has come so far. Right. Um, but with that, it's like an app on my phone, and you can share it with people. And so all three of our stage managers downloaded the app onto their watches and so they can see what my blood sugar is during the show and so if i go low their watches will get an alarm and they'll like have fruit snacks waiting for me which is like just it's amazing that's amazing it's so wonderful that it's become like a community diabetes (laughs) instead of just (laughs) a singular diabetes yeah it's it's like a family i I think any show becomes like that but but even more so they they really are now part of your like health family and taking care of you yeah that is so amazing yeah You'd mentioned uh, Alyssa, the girlfriend. Yes. And you had originally auditioned for that role, right? Yes. That was the actual yes. part you yeah, came yeah, in yeah. for. So when I auditioned for the show four and a half years ago, almost five years ago, um, I was called in for the role of Alyssa, which was the girlfriend. And at that point, it was a very like blonde, typical cheerleader role. And I went in for it and I was like, I am not it's right like, for this. This? Hello. <laughs> Um, okay, but I, like, went in for it, um, and the director, Casey Nicola, was like, hey, so you're really wrong for this part, (laughs) but you're actually really right for the role of Emma. Do you mind, like, going out and looking at these sides and reading them and coming back in and reading for the role of Emma? And I was like, of course not, like... Now, did you know that going in? Did you kind of realize, oh, I'm better for this other part? Yes, but I hadn't, like, said anything, and I was just like... They'll figure it the out. Best, and yeah. they did, so it was all great. Um, but yeah, so I like went out in the hallway and I looked at this monologue, which is now the monologue before um, Unruly Heart, okay. um, and went back in and did it for them. And then the next day, I got a call from my agent saying I'd been cast as Emma. Wait, wait. So like, like from that one? Yep, one audition. 
Isn't that amazing how that it's works? It's crazy. You can have shows where you audition literally 20 times. Yeah. And yeah. then, like, one. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the, one. Like, yeah, like the national tours that I did, it was like a three or four yeah. step process of, of, of dancing and singing mm-hmm. and sides and callbacks. And, yeah. Right. So it, it was a bunch of different things. and But then with, with First Wives Club, uh, again, one of those shows yeah. that was, was going to go to Broadway, it was right? going to go out of town, it was going to do its thing, one 20-minute audition. Yeah done and, and i was cast yeah and, and again we i mean they they set up the cast much yep. like the prom great people yep. in front of and behind the table yeah way, way oh, to go we're gonna go out amazing. of town and then and, yeah. and then then it's gone yeah yeah so even even wonderful properties like yes. first wives club can't get off the ground yeah so 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 it's a testament that when a show finally makes that five six seven year run yeah. and finally lands on Broadway like the prom has, it's 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 a blessing. It's oh, a gift. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Because it doesn't happen, yeah. you know? And, and, and even once they do get to Broadway, most of the time, eighty, I think something like 70 or 80% of them don't make their money back. So they lose money. That's yeah, so that's that's the scary. Broadway norm, to lose money. Right? It's so crazy. Why do we do this? <laughs> well, I mean, fortunately <laughs> along the way, I mean, you're getting a paycheck, so yeah, it's not like... Right now, yes. You're, it's not like you're having to take the loss. You had to take the losses before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, I've when you put in my work. dues for the losses, so <laughs> I think this is fair. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Well, speaking of speaking of doing the job, our job as, as actors is, is these auditions yeah. and, and kind of... It's everything in between yes. actually being on stage. Yes. That That's really our job. And so for you, what is it that keeps you going between those times? Whenever, you know, oh, like, like you said, you hadn't been on Broadway in, in, in five years. Yeah. There was that five-year gap. and I mean, it just this is something that I love to do, and I've loved to do it from a very young age. I think it is important that people do this job. I think it's important that we tell other people's stories and bring voices to those who don't have them. Um, And so I do it to connect with different audience members. I do it to bring these different life stories to life and so that people can come and see the show and learn something new and have a new experience and leave feeling enlightened and better about the world. Hmm. That's why I do it. That's a very high-minded answer. (laughs) Also, it's really fun. (laughs) Also, I get to sing great songs. Also, I get to sing and dance. On stage dancing, I don't like. I really hate dancing. Oh, no, 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 no. no, So, like, I don't don't like that part. But, like, I get to sing. Fortunately, fortunately, I I have seen the show. You don't don't dance. Your character doesn't dance a lot. But there's that one number at the end that I have to dance. Oh, yes. And I cried so hard having to And you're, like, in the front. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's, I'm aware. That, to me, that's even more frightening. It, it's I mean, awful. it's one thing to be in the back row and dancing, and you just follow everyone else. It's another thing when no one's in front of you. I'm not joking when I say I cried. I literally cried so many tears having to learn that choreography <laughs> because I was like, my body doesn't know how to do this. Oh my gosh, it was horrible! No, but no, I made it. No, three no, years no, yeah, and I made it. Yeah, what? It took me three years to learn that. <laughs> Never yeah. give up on your dreams. Right. Yeah. Some people learn a dance in five minutes, and five years later can still whip it out. Yeah, no. But I, 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 am I not l- that like person. these dancers who like, oh yeah, remember when we did that show like seven God, summers ago, and like, gah, gah, gah. they're like their brains you... work differently than mine. I no, am convinced. You, no, no, no. I absolutely believe that there's some some physiological mental yes. difference that enables them to move their body in a certain way yes. and remember it. Yeah. Because I, remember, because I, I, I don't connect this arm movement to now I kick my leg out. No. It's like, it's like, no, I need to like just like do it 1,700 times and maybe I'll get when it. When I had to learn part of it in Atlanta, they were like talking about what 
sections of it I would actually be in. And I 100% went up to Casey Nicola and was like, hey, so, like, this is a horrible idea. Even if I learn the choreography, it will never look good on my body. <laughs> never. Like, my body is not supposed to move this way. So, like, don't, don't do this to me, please. <laughs> Tears. Okay, I, I'm, I'm going to ask a very cynical question. Yeah. Did you ever use the diabetes? Be like, I, I, I can't do that. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm like, the pump's like, no. look at the pump. I can't do that. Because I mean, horrible. I mean, that is horrible. I mean, there have been times in like rehearsals and stuff that like we've been running the number like a lot and a lot and a lot. And I'll be like, hey, my blood sugar's low. I'm going to sit this one out and have but, some fruit snacks. But that's but legitimate. I, that's legit. The only time I've really ever like used diabetes to my advantage was at Disneyland. Oh. Um, because, so, like, it's to my advantage, but also, like, I actually didn't need it. Um, so, like, with my diabetes, I always have to have certain things with me. I always have, like, an extra pump site change. I always have fruit snacks. I always have glucagon in my bag mm-hmm. in case of emergencies. There are some rides on Disney, in Disney, that, um, are, like, faster and stronger. So, you have to, like, put your bag in a locker oh, to right. go on them. Well, if you have to bring your bag with you. You get to cut the line and go and put it in a medical necessity locker that's, like, really close to the ride. So I get to cut the lines to put my bag in a close locker. You know, you know that's what? That's the only time I've abused my power. You know, you know and, and, and they do the same with kids in wheelchairs. You know, they bring... The, so, I mean, it's... So, you know, that's, that's okay. Totally. You you medically needed yeah, to be at the front I'm of the line. Yeah, I medically needed to be at the front you of the You know what? Line. I, I'll, but, I'll allow it. Thank you. Okay. And I will say, like, the person I was at I was with a bunch of friends, and one of them was like, I'm sorry, but, like, you've had diabetes for 19 years. You're allowed to cut the line. And I was oh, like, absolutely. yeah, I yeah. am. Yeah, deck nabbit. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's the only time I've abused my power, and it's really not that bad. Good. I don't. Good. I'm gonna go die in a <laughs> no, hole now. No, no, no. I think I think I think that's appropriate use. Okay, okay, okay. Appropriate Thank use. You. What I find wonderful about our show is that there's a happy ending. Mm-hmm. You know that we you see the struggle that they go through, but at the end we get what we want and we embrace love and we you leave feeling empowered and not like, oh, my life is going to be hard, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's not something that gets portrayed very often with... Because it does show the reality. Because you do have that, the first bad prom in the the show where no one shows up. Yeah. And that's something that actually happened. Yeah. You know, a lot of people come and see the show and they say like, oh, well, this only happened that one time. And it's like, no, it happens every year. Every single year there are... LGBT youth across America that Can't go. are barred yeah. from going to their prom yeah. every year. And it's like, that's horrible. Yeah. But like the, yeah, we get to portray that on stage and we get to show people that it does get better and that there are people who will listen to you and there are people that support you. And that's just, that's wonderful. And there was a lot of backlash with the the Macy's Thanksgiving yes. Parade and the Kiss yeah. that was kind of heard around mm-hmm. the country. Yes. Uh, so, did you personally ever ever get any of that backlash, or was it more just kind of out it there? It was more just general backlash. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, it what was so cool about it is that so we were the first LGBTQ Kiss on the Macy's Parade, which right. is like a huge honor and such a giant moment like Mm -hmm. that should have happened years ago but like 
the fact that we're doing it now is a positive step in the right direction. There was a lot of, like, backlash and a lot of people across the country who were not happy that their children saw that on live TV. Um, But the most amazing part about it was that for every negative comment we got, we got 10 more comments of support and love and, like, thank you for doing this, thank you for showing people that it's just love and it's just normal you know that like that moment is just a part of our show you know it's we love each other and we kiss and that's not a big deal and so to be able to do that on tv was just amazing to be like no this is life it doesn't matter who you love if you love them it's love you know and it is interesting because in in the whole context of the show it's like five seconds yeah. out of two and a half hours. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And and so it's not like you're just kissing, making out the whole show. No. And that's it's not and just like, some lesbian as far fest. As kisses go. It is like it's pretty a, mundane. Yeah. It's like a peck. It's like oh, I'm kissing. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I'm I'm trying to remember in the show is that is the first time. Yep. You've ever like had a lesbian kiss, right? Your character. That's the first time. No, there's been a kiss. That's is... just the first time. I mean, like backstory. <laughs> We've kissed before. Um, but yeah, it's the first kiss in the show that you see between them. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad that you personally didn't get because like, yeah. the social media like Twitterverse it's can can lot. just like be insane. Yeah. And and the slightest little thing, and then you know yep. people are like you know death threats. Yeah. So it's, it's a it, lot. Yeah. But we're, we've been very fortunate, and we get a lot of love, which is great. Good. Well, speaking of getting a lot of love, I'm hoping, and I'm sure the whole cast is, with Tony Awards coming up, is there, is there like, thought? Are there, like, fingers oh crossed? God. Is there, There's like... There's so many fingers crossed, but I am trying my hardest not to think about it, you know? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean you I'm can't. I'm just, like, putting good energy out into the world and hope the world accepts it, accepts yeah. it, so... Yeah. We'll see what happens. Well, I mean, it's it's certainly lasted, and and it certainly seems like that it's doing well. Mm-hmm. We are you know, doing well. Ticket yeah. sales and up, so it's yep. going, it's going to last through the yes. Tonys, which is one one of the key things. Really like though. when shows don't make it to the Tonys, yeah. then it's tricky, tricky. Yeah, but so but it looks like you guys well. will make through. Yeah. Yeah. Now, have you have producers come to you or been a part of anything to start to push for or promote or? Um, I mean, th- not like. Not specifically, I, I myself look at the whole process of like, I want to do everything in my power personally to put myself in a position that I will look back on this experience and not regret anything. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I went ahead and hired a publicist. um, And so I'm doing that um, to hopefully help things along. But it's just, you know, it's trying to like better my career and better my opportunities in the future and just putting myself out there in a positive light. And I'm just praying to every god in existence that things go well but also like trying my damnedest not to put pressure on myself for it you know i just like it goes back to that that it's like i want to look back on this experience and not regret any choice that i've made so i'm doing everything in my power but also like not putting too much pressure on it yeah because it's got to be that balance of yes i want to understand the realities Mm -hmm. of you know broadway tony awards totally okay let's accept that that. is a like completely separate business you know like oh i I, I can only imagine like craziness so it's very just like i'm going to be here and present and see what happens right you're, you're going to do the job that yeah. you that you were hired to do exactly. and that you love doing yes i can only imagine what it's like being on stage with this wonderful cast it's incredible because now had you worked with anyone in the cast no. before so yeah all new people but yeah. obviously you had seen their work yes these yeah, people it's, are it's amazing incredible. what's your favorite moment in the show oh gosh 
Um, for my character personally, Unruly Heart is my favorite moment because okay. it's the time when like Emma truly owns herself fully. Then you came along, and right or wrong, feelings began to overflow. We had to hide, thinking that no one else could know. And not having you near me was where I drew the line. So I had to conceal this poor, unruly heart of mine. I think with other people, I love being on stage with Brooks. I think he's the most incredible actor, and it's different every night and it's like <laughs> an exciting um just like challenge yeah every single night and it's he has so much like depth in his soul that being on stage with him is just like it's astounding every night yeah because you're seeing with him when when when, when you're both in in your bedroom and he's kind of mm-hmm. like basically just kind of like giving you his story or talking yeah. about is it is it that scene that, it's or, truly all of them just just, just every <laughs> time he's time. on stage yeah. It's incredible. He's the most amazing performer. They yeah. all are, you know? Like, of, it's of a, course. It's insane. Yeah. So to, like, share the stage with them yeah. is it, it must be an absolute, It must be an absolute thrill. Yeah. So the prom is your foreseeable future. Yeah. However long it's going to go. Hopefully forever. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be the I next mean, Phantom. I mean, if I'm still playing a 17-year-old, I hope I will still be playing a 17-year-old next year. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So looking forward... When do you think you'll break out, I of, don't know. out of high school land? I honestly think that I'm going to be that person who's like, until I'm 50, I'm going to be playing 17. And then once I hit 50, I all of a sudden will like look like I'm 80. Right. It's all of a sudden so, like, no, no, you're like, she's oh God, grandmother. She's a grandma now. Right. So we'll see. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> do, you, do you have like roles that, you know, that you're not right for because you look 17? But are there roles that's like, you know what? One day I would love to do that. You know, it's actually interesting because I got asked to do um, Broadway Bucket List, um, where you go and, like, sing songs from your bucket list. Oh, yeah. And so I've been, like, considering that and what roles I want to play. Um, And the ones, like, the ones that I'm going to grow out of real soon, (laughs) I really want to play Olive in Spelling Bee. Like, I love that show and that role so much. Um, So I want to do that. And then, like... I th- I think I'm too old for it already, but like in some production somewhere I could maybe do it. But like Little Red, I've always wanted to play Little Red, and I think it's I think you maybe, could totally do that. Maybe the one that's gonna get away from me, but hopefully one day, soon. Yeah, no, no, no. It it, it, it depends on the casting journey they go on. I, 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 she she grabbed her face as she said that. It depends on how this face holds together. <laughs> Pull it back just a little bit more. I just gotta keep wearing sunscreen and moisturizer. I think right, I'll be and just okay. keep that porcelain pale skin, and you'll always look <laughs> seventeen. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, no, no, no. It is interesting as as I've gotten older, I've had to like transition out of out of certain roles that I had hoped to do. Yeah, but I'm gr- also growing into roles yes. that when I was in college I, I couldn't. Yeah, have done. exactly. So it's it's a constant change. But yes. you you've been able to stay stuck for ten years yeah. in high school. Yeah, land. So I, I, I don't I was, know what's gonna happen when it changes. <laughs> I've I've only played a high schooler once, oh my God. and even in high school I didn't play a high schooler. No, 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 because it, West Side Story they're all like teenagers, right? Yeah. They're supposed to be like okay, yeah. okay. So I did do that. Okay. I was Pepe. Oh. Oh. In West Side Story, oh, I was no. the tallest, whitest Hispanic person on the stage. You know, times I, they are changing. Well, I was in Alabama. Where are they going to oh, find? God. Where are they going to find Hispanics? And so we all just I mean I mean fortunately we didn't like do like 
brown yes. face Thank or anything. God. It was just like it was just like regular yeah. makeup, you know, that you did. So it wasn't like anything that yeah. they tried. They just then you're Pepe. Great. Okay. <laughs> just <laughs> but, fighting for no reason. I d- yeah, I know. Yeah, we're just all fighting each other. Um, <laughs> but, but but yeah, but other than I think other than West Side Story, and then whenever I was thirty, I was in oh. Greece. Oh. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Maybe when I'm 30, I'll play Little Red. See, there you go. Goals. There you go. Right, right. Well, yeah, yeah. The promise will be going, obviously. Yeah. And then they'll let you out for like a couple of weeks to yeah, go yeah. do to go, to go do, do my, this, like, this regional, regional production, production of, <laughs> of Red, just so you can say you did it. Oh, my God. It's <laughs> crazy. But really, like, Into the Woods, I would play anyone in Into the Woods. Like, lo- those are all dream I love roles. that show. Now, have you done a Sondheim show? No. Me neither. I've never done a Let's Sondheim do show. It. Let's find a regional production to go. Because I've wanted to do one of the princes. Brilliant. I'll, I'll take either one, but the one that plays the wolf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah That's yeah. the one you I want. You would be so good at that. So I'll do that. You'll play Red. We'll have we'll have Brooks Bay play the. Could he do the baker? I think so. I think, I think that I would, think be, that would be a great baker. Okay, we're just going to cast Into the Woods Brilliant. from your show. Okay, well, and, and Beth would be the witch. Yes. Obviously. Yeah. Um,. I would I would say Angie would be the baker's wife. I would love to see that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Christopher would also be the other. Prince. Uh, oh, oh yes, he yes, he, he he and I would be princes. Um, yes, that's great. See. Who else do we got? Josh Lehman would be the mysterious man. <laughs> I love this. I love this. Um, into the prom is what we're gonna call into it. Into the prom. Into the prom. Um, I love this. Who would Michael Potts be? Michael the- Potts. Who are you gonna say? Well, no. Well, I, I was trying to figure out who was going to be Jack. Yeah. Yeah, Jack. Um, and, I don't know. I think I, I had we a boy should do mind. like a gender bend, and I think Izzy should play Jack, and I think Michael Potts Jackie. should play Jackie. Yeah, and yeah. Michael Potts should play the stepmother. Oh, interesting. Yeah, why not? It's into the woods. It's anything can happen. And then Courtney Collins, whose name is actually Courtney, but we call her Courtney, um, would play Jack's mom. See? Okay. See, I mean, we Perfect! got it. We've got oh my God, it. We're going to do it. All right. All right. Well, I'm I'm going to, uh, you know, as as a former producer, I'm just going to put out the calls. Please do. And put out the offers. Great. And, and then we're, we're going to get this production I already underway. accept mine. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Caitlin, this has been such a joy. This has been so fun. I know. I know. Like, because you and I haven't, like, sat down and talked no. in such a long time. And you're, like, one of my favorite people. So I, I really you. appreciate you coming to I do this. I was so glad to do this. This and, has been lovely. And, and if you haven't seen The Prom, I'm Come. talking to you now. Yes, you with the headphones on. If you haven't seen The Prom, <laughs> you have to go and see this. It's such such a wonderful production. You'll have fun. You'll cry happy tears. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 you know what? I've, I've I've heard Caitlin sing for many years, but I think this is some of the best that I, I've heard you sing. Thank you. It's it's really quite wonderful, Thank and you. you bring such joy to the role. Oh, so, thanks. and you've brought such joy to me today oh, on God. my podcast. Yay! So, thank you. Thank you. Well, it was such a joy to get a chance to talk to Caitlin today to uh, find out how you can follow her as well as how you can get those tickets to the prom because uh, like I said you will want to see this if you haven't already you can just go to the website winmepodcast.com and you'll find Caitlin's episode there look in all the show notes for the links to her Instagram and Twitter as well as links to the prom page thank you again for joining me here on the podcast and please join me next week for another wonderful edition And until then, keep making it, and I'll see you then.
Hey Siri, subscribe to Why I'll Never Make It podcast. Just to confirm, would you like to subscribe to the podcast Why I'll Never Make It by Patrick Oliver Jones? Yes. Okay, I've subscribed you.